I think it could be really, really easy for resentment to build up over time if one person is not really pulling their weight with the dog care. For number four. I haven't started. I have to do the welcome to the With a Dog podcast and everything. Welcome back. The most prolific guest of With a Dog podcast. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Is Michael. <laughs> okay. Can I just say you're like your biggest hype man. On You know how I posted Someone's that you got, do it. you got me flowers for Valentine's Day? Yeah. And you like liked the story. You were the first one to like because <laughs> it was the first time I was seeing the flowers. Oh, no, you brought them in. Yeah, but then I had to run back to my meeting. Hold on, let me do my welcome. Welcome to the With a Dog Podcast, the podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette, to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. All right. He's back. He's back. Is this? This is episode number four. No, I think this is five. Oh. Listeners, you can chime in. Carly will create one of those Instagram posts where you can vote whether it's been my fourth or fifth time on. We'll find (laughs) out. (laughs) You tell us. What engaging content that is. (laughs) But I was trying to figure out from your introduction, am I a, a pet professional or the fellow dog You're parent? You're a fellow dog parent. Because I kind of feel like I fell into neither. <laughs> <laughs> You're the wallet. <laughs> You're a, a sponsor. The, yeah, yeah. You're, a sp- <laughs> You're the podcast sponsor, the sponsor for the dogs. You're Lupin's sponsor. Sounds like he's in some addiction program. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Addicted to vet bills. Did I tell you how much the vet bill today was? Oh, God. Wasn't it like $400 or something? It was, yeah, it was three seventy. Oh, God. And no. that was like a checkup and some blood work. Yeah, and just his regular medication. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, his medication is expensive. Um, okay. Valentine's Day episode, babe. So we have Dog Zaddy in the studio back again, a.k.a. Michael aka my husband, and dog dad to Lupin and Albus. Yeah, so we think fourth or fifth episode. Can, mm. first, we, we, need to, we need to append that. It's like dog uncle to, to Molly, too. Oh, my I God. I feel like okay. she needs to make the list now. You, dog dad has a new girl in his life, guys. It's not mm, me. It's true. It's Molly, his mom's yeah. yellow lab. It's who, like a nice two-year-old puppy. Yeah, she's Yellow so- lab. Fun. I just get to be the fun uncle that comes and like riles her up, gets her, her to do her little zoomies, pick her up and rub her belly, and and then leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not deal with the rest of the puppyhood. She is really cute. She's she's a good dog. She's fun. Okay, first I think we need to address the the situation. We need to like lay the land for everyone. Valentine's Day week. So we're doing like a relationship episode. That's what this episode is going to be about. You will not find a more married couple episode ever than this episode. Mm. We have been drinking. 
were in our pajamas. Mm, been in them all day. <laughs> yeah, you you never got out of your pajamas since you worked from Didn't, home. Haven't today. left the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're both very full on Chipotle mm. that we got delivered, and having my bubblegum rum and coke. Oh God, the bubblegum rum! I don't don't think... buy Kirkland Signature rum. It's... It it tastes and smells like bubblegum, and Mike is. Is like three it's deep. The bubblegum rum. Right now. Um, we should also just, you know, paint the picture of what my studio looks like right now, Michael. Would you like to explain why it's in such a state of disarray? There's a couple issues. <laughs> Where to start? All of them are so, your fault. <laughs> the first issue is that the only light in the room is a lamp because maybe or maybe not the ceiling light has been disconnected. And um, that might be issue number one. And then issue number two might be that maybe or maybe not Michael's commandeered Carly's desk and she's using a makeshift table <laughs> as a desk currently. Um, this is where's what I, this is what the rumor mural says, at least, I think. Yeah. Where's my desk, Mike? Um, Carly's desk is currently located <laughs> in the basement in front of our big TV so that I might game whilst watching TV. <laughs> It was very advantageous for the NFL playoffs. <laughs> All you do is game and then watch Modern Family at the same time. Yes. I've been starting from season one, episode one of Modern Family, and I'm I think I'm getting pretty close to season four at this point. <laughs> okay. Also, I would like to say, Mike does have his own office in the basement. Like, he's mm. got the full standing desk, yes. big old monitor, all of that thing for his work. Yes. He's like, I don't want to game at my work desk. Yes. Which makes sense. Like, you want to have fun with it. My desk is in the middle of the room in the basement. And it's been, I think we're, we're airing on like two months two now. Two months? It's for like mid-December. Anyway, the room in, is in a state of disarray. Oh, we didn't even put the with a dog sign on. Yeah, but that kind of like... It hurts your eyes, you know? It kind of makes you see blue for too long. You were the one who demanded the neon sign on last time we recorded. Yeah, but, like, I feel like I walked out of the room and then everything was really yellow. And life was weird for, like, <laughs> at least five minutes. <laughs> okay, we need to get to our topic. Dog Zaddy's back. We're recording a Valentine's Day episode about having a dog and... The the tolls slash the benefits it's given us in our relationship. So it's like a relationship episode. Um, little bit of background. We so we dated our last year of college, plus like a little bit, and then we did long distance from Seattle to California because I moved back home after graduation. So that was like May to then the following February. Then February, mm. I moved up to Seattle and we got a place together. Yeah. And we started working at the vet clinic. Yes. Was it that August that I, we got Lupin then? I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we had been together a little over two years at that point. We were living together, but only for six months, both starting out in our career. And I was like, let's get a dog. Yeah. And we have had dog, had a dog, obviously, Lupin, and then Albie a, a little later, ever since. So now we have been together. This spring is going to be 11 mm. years. <laughs> yeah, about a guys, third of our life. You guys weren't able to see the grimace of pain, of misery that just crossed Dog's head's face when I said 11 years. 
okay, so that's the background of us. We've been together almost 11 years and we've had a dog for nine of it. And those two years before, it was like college and long distance. So we really only ever had like Carly and Michael for six months. Yeah. And we had a cat during that, didn't we? Yes. That's weird to think about. Yeah. And we had the most miserable cat. Mm-hmm. Wake you up in the middle of the night, want food, cat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the background. We're going to have relationship topics now. So based on what I just said of we really didn't have any time, just the two of us to be wild and free and independent, blah, blah, blah. How do you think getting a dog early in our relationship changed things for us? or impacted our relationship throughout the years. And this is a discussion. So like answer the question, but I'll I'll tack on my own things too. So I think um so I think the good thing about getting a dog early in our relationship was that it kind of forces you into a, a little bit of a routine mm. and to try like a, a few new things. Like I don't think either of us are really a get out there and hike and walk around the city kind of thing yeah we're not we're not really that kind of people but getting a dog kind of mm, afforded us that opportunity to to be doing that yeah no that's a good point just like walking around our first neighborhood that we lived in Mm -hmm. we get down to the water we get to learn about the different paths like it was really nice Mm -hmm. yeah we never would have like gone to the local middle school and like ran around in the field if we didn't have a dog definitely not like we wouldn't have even ventured that you know quarter of a mile away or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and now like years later living in seattle like you know going to discovery park regularly going to car geek park maybe we would have done it like once over the summer when on a nice day but you know that's where we go regularly Mm -hmm. um and it's really nice and i don't think that we would be doing that had we not had a dog and needing to be exercising them and yeah regularly because we are more homebodies and and i think if we i think it probably yeah as like a young couple we would have maybe struggled to find stuff to do that was within budget because we are both like young and early in the career and college student loans and all of that it w- it probably would have been hard to like entertain ourselves on a budget, we are also living in like more of the suburbs of Seattle. Hmm. I mean, not that Lupin really <laughs> kept us on budget, <laughs> no, at all. <laughs> not really. And I also say, um, well, on that on that note of money though and budget, you know what I was thinking about because we got together so young that we went the route of like joining finances completely. Yeah, and I mean, even kind of when we were still dating, like we didn't have the same bank account, but we were like pretty good i think at just like blending everything i.e you paying for everything because i <laughs> <laughs> was getting paid at nothing at my various pet industry jobs and then when we got married we went the route of like joining finances completely i think there's a lot of relationships out there that keep everything separate because maybe they're like mm. further along in their career they each have their own savings mm-hmm. sure whatever it would be really hard to spend money on the dog like jointly like i know okay do you think that it would kind of create the impression that it's one person's dog that's that's what i was gonna say because like for me it was like lupin i took control of everything early on with loopy 
Yeah, it was it was Carly's dog. It felt like yes, and then but you you bankrolled <laughs> him even when we were dating, and I don't know, like that's I feel like that's a factor in the relationship. Oh, I mean, it could be a very big source of tension, I suppose. It didn't happen to be too much for us. I know I was hesitant to get the dog originally, but yeah, well, let's... just went with the flow and. It wasn't that big a deal. Let's talk about that. Like, it's your first dog as an adult. And as much as I'd like to say that we made that decision jointly. We... No, it was very much Carly <laughs> drug us out to like this, you know, rescue of 45 minutes away and was like, okay, we're getting this one after we saw him for the first time. <laughs> Did you have any residual anger or? I think it took me a little while to actually um, get over. I guess those those initial feelings. I don't feel any of that today. Like it's hard well, yeah. to even remember what it was like. Um, but yeah, I think it did take a little bit to get over the thing. I I, I think that for a long time or a little bit, I, I definitely thought of Lupin as as Carly's dog. And whenever I had to do th- something, you know, like wake up with him at two in the morning, I'd be like, "Gosh darn it! <laughs> like, <laughs> why isn't Carly doing this? You know, her dog." And Did you? Know, you? Just, I never knew this. I'm so happy we're having this discussion well, ten years to, later. Keep it to yourself, of course. Well, no, you, that, of course. That's a nice, it healthy us... thing to do in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So, that, well, that's what I'm getting at is that I think tensions could rise very easily if there's one person in the relationship, you know, that is maybe taking a hold and and like making all the decisions for the dog. Because I didn't know that you thought of loopy as like my dog because i was over here yeah, but i thought it was like, kind of balanced dog. because i feel like the cat was my cat mm. and like there was a little give and take there because like i inherited this cat through college and then you got the dog so like i feel like there was a little bit of balance at least at the beginning you feel like you couldn't say anything because you right because i had this awful cat. evil cat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was waking us up in the middle of the night like i don't have any leg to stand on yeah <laughs> true (laughs) if you okay even then if you had brought that up in our early in our relationship after we had already gotten lupin it it would have been kind of like to what end it's like he's here now exactly like and i'm not going anywhere so (laughs) it's something like you think of in the moment but you don't linger on it right like oh i gotta wake up at two in the morning i'm angry about it but like by eight o'clock the next morning you've forgotten well, that's standard even till today. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so you did have some negative thoughts about the dog that very well could have affected our relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think certainly the fact that he was a rescue dog with um, like certain behavioral traits. Like, I know that the thing I struggled with the most and the thing I would get so frustrated about sometimes is um, your trust in him. I had zero faith in him, right? Like zero trust. I would have never let him off the leash um, ever. But you would take him to the park and you'd be like, yeah, let's just let him run. And he'd have a great time running away from us and playing keep away. (laughs) And we'd be there for an hour trying to catch him until he got tired enough to let us. So things like that, you had a high tolerance where I did not. Like I just panicked. Like what if this dog runs away and never comes back? Like, And it just stressed me out. Yeah. But um, so like those kind of things, yeah, I think that that did kind of like that would build a lot of stress and anxiety in me. Yeah, because we we are a couple that doesn't 
fight much, like argue much, I feel like. I mean, we'll we'll bicker. We'll have our moments. But I remember those times of me having such blind trust in Lupin. But I think I was able to have that trust because you, on the other hand, were so over the top protective. Oh, yeah. That that I was like, I was able to kind of just take the risk knowing that that we had your panic mode to, mode to fall back on. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, think no, we, we have a fights. bit of a balance each other out. but Those were definitely like some moments early yeah. on in our relationship. It, I mean, it was tough the first the first couple months, especially. Yeah, so that, that was some moments. Like, I don't think we would have had what would we have even had to fight about at that point in our, <laughs> in our relationship, if not Lupin. Certainly not as much, I think, at all. Um. You'd just be down to the typical maybe finances. Yeah. Like I I just don't think that we would have we wouldn't have had any high intensity situations to deal with that early in life or in our relationship. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's always the like, I hate that couch that you picked out or like what you know, like whatever when you're blending households, but I wish you took salsa dancing lessons with me. No one was taking salsa dancing lessons, <laughs> let's be real. But um, you would have been bored and you would have wanted to. And you would have dragged me in there I, with you. Well, I think both of us would have been really bored early in those early days. Like what you said, because we didn't have, because we're homebodies. I wouldn't have wanted to spend any money because I was making nothing at my job. Like, I think, I think Lupin having a dog early in the early days, would have did helped a... us retire early. I think that's the summary. <laughs> <laughs> we would have been a lot wealthier and had a lot more extravagant vacations and some other stuff to go on without having dog for sure. Well, okay, so that's that's how it changed our relationship, though. Oh, definitely. Like I think over it's, the years, it's limited us in certain ways. But like, so like, I think the biggest way it limits you is maybe just what opportunities you have because you feel so guilty leaving him alone. And uh no that's such a good point like it wasn't just the the vacations and mm-hmm. trips that we didn't take but it was also the after work the potential happy hour like I would I wonder mm, got to get home feed the dog Yeah and we lived in the suburbs which was even worse to it's not like we could run home feed the dog and then like go back out and do fun things mm-hmm. um so that was more of like a learning thing for us don't live out in the middle of nowhere yeah like, we, we need to personally us too we need things at our disposal easily otherwise we will not do anything and so now we have an excuse because we have a dog <laughs> we have we an have excuse to, stay to home. do nothing <laughs> okay so so in summary in our early years i think it limited us money-wise and travel flexibility but it also gave us something to do, gave us like an excitement, I think, in our relationship, as I said, like the fighting, the mm-hmm. happiness, everything, and also gave us some kind of activity. And as you mentioned, like a routine. Yeah. Are you ever jealous of our friends who don't have a dog? You know, the ones I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all my coworkers, too. They have no pets. and yeah, what a life. Like, well, they don't have wives and stuff either, do they? No, think of all the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how well they're doing. 
Yeah, I don't know about jealous. I mean, yeah, if you put your mind in a certain way, maybe. But, no. I wonder, so, okay, we've kind of covered, like, early days and, like, and issues we may have run into or we did run into having a dog early on. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm jealous of our friends with no dogs, but I am, I do wonder what it would be like without like if we never got a dog in our early days like let's say we were together for Mm -hmm. four years before we got one yeah well i think here here's the thing i don't think we would be able to bond as much over our mutual frustration and (laughs) of of these creatures i mean but like I think you really bond over these shared experiences, shared miserable experiences of waking up at two a.m. and doing all that, and yeah, and like, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know what? There's gonna be people listening who are like, because in my intro, I'm like the two a.m. potty break. There's gonna be people, be people listening who have like an Albie of a dog, oh, a I dog know. who never, never wakes up in the middle of the night. He could who... go to he could go pee after dinner at six o'clock and then. Be done for the evening. Yeah, and who, sleep into who doesn't the next have morning. any vet bills? Yeah, there's going to be people listening, and they're they're going to be like, "What frustrations do you have with your dog? I don't get yeah. it. You just walk them, and they're perfect. Like they're going to have Lupin's Albies. just extra special. Lupin is extra special, but also I think at some point in your dog's life, they will start to deviate from that. Like at some point, mm-hmm. Albie is not going to be able to to go as long without the potty. Or he's going to start having some kind of vet issue, like medical issue or something. And he's going to be harder. He heard his name. <laughs> oh, did he come? Did he? Are they both? They're both like standing out outside. But we're not letting them in because they mess with the cords too much. And mm-hmm. the, the studio is in such Looping disarray. Lupin would get clotheslined easily. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I agree. It's as much as there, there were arguments in the early days over the dog, it was also something to bond over. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes do wonder, like, what would life be like? Like, what would we, you know, would we have gotten really into backpacking or something? Or something, but not I that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, what would we have done to fill our time if it wasn't being filled by a dog? And I wonder what our relationship would have turned into. I'm not saying that I actually want to go down that path, but it does make me think if all the vacation spots I was looking at wasn't with the filter of pet friendly on, Mm -hmm. or would we go down to California more often because we'd fly instead of drive because the dog, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So like everything from the car you buy to the trips you take. Yeah. It kind of factors into a lot. Mm -hmm. Pet friendly has to have grass nearby whatever oh yeah yeah it really does mold the more i think about it it really having a dog really has molded our relationship over the years not just because of lupin being who he is but as you said like every decision we've made Mm -hmm. as a couple right the dog is a factor and just from like a you know a nice relationship where homebodies i think one of the activities that we really enjoy is a good movie night and mm-hmm. lately, our ability to enjoy a good movie night has been impeded by the fact that a good movie night is always accompanied by popcorn. I knew you were going to sneak in this little fact somewhere. <laughs> and popcorn has become not only a favorite treat for Michael, but also a favorite treat for Albus and Lupin. 
to the point where we kind of have to lock them out of the room to actually enjoy the bowl of popcorn. Because <laughs> mm. they, they work themselves up into a little bit of a frenzy for the popcorn these days. Yeah. And Lupin's, Lupin isn't steady enough on his long legs to, to handle a frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Albie's like jumping over him, going under him, getting the popcorn. And Lupin's like, Lupin's still... just trying to stay up. Yeah, Lupin's still like looking forward in the air, like, where'd it go? And it's like on the floor in front of him, and Albie's already eaten it. It's rough. It's rough. And um, um, in the meantime, you're just trying to relax and enjoy a nice rom com and can't do it. A nice rom com. Especially of... because after popcorn comes post popcorn potties, because Lupin has the routine. Of needing to, to go to the bathroom immediately after the popcorn finishes. Yes. Thus, you're pausing the movie the whole time. Okay, well, okay, that leads me to a discussion topic that I think we should cover is the division of labor mm. for the dogs. Lack thereof. <laughs> okay, no, because as we said earlier, you, when we first got Loopy, you were kind of like, oh, it's Carly's dog. Yeah. And I, I did the I bulk. I think I made you or let you do everything. Yeah. I did the bulk of I th- I think I kind of forced like I took over it because I was so interested. Like it was like just getting into the animal career field and I was learning so True. much at the vet office and then learning so much at the shelter and and so I was kind of like we need to desensitize him to all these things and I'll hold the leash this way. Mike you go in and get coffee and I'll stand <laughs> around the corner and like <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of those things. But I did. Do you remember the first day we got Lupin and he had that diarrhea oh, God, all yeah. over someone's right driveway? Front, it was right from the the parking lot in our apartment. It, yeah, it was the parking garage driveway. Yeah. I made you pick it up. I mean, there wasn't <laughs> much that? to pick up. Like No, it was like spreading it around. Yeah, it was like grab a bucket of water. It was. I, I feel like I took over this, the stuff I knew I would enjoy. <laughs> like rehabilitating him and i was like he had that massive diarrhea and i was like well this is what having a dog is mike figure it out like <laughs> grab the poop great bag great way to start off yeah your dog back home <laughs> great way to deal with your partner in your relationship um okay no but division of labor so i think early on it was pretty it was pretty heavy even, on my side. I think even beyond that, like, I think it extended to you for quite a few of the first years. Yes. I think it has changed over the years. Tell me what you feel like it's changed. But the reason I brought that up or the reason I was reminded of it is when you said the post-popcorn potty, as we term it, usually you're the one who's eating the popcorn. So I'm <laughs> always like... It's your fault. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'll pause the movie so you can take him out. That's, yeah, it's true. It's true. Like, you brought this on yourself. Take him out. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get up from the warm couch. I mean. So yeah. I think what I'm saying is I'm, like, secretly still doing what I did on that first day. <laughs> well, it totally makes sense. A little bit. But, no, like, um, I think the division of labor one has been really interesting because... I think I I don't really think I knew just how much you were doing until you were doing nothing. And, mm-hmm. you know, with your recent, like, ACL tear. Achilles. Is that not the same thing? An ACL is in your knee. Oh, I've been saying it wrong. You've so, been telling people it was ACL? I, I think I have. Michael! 
My bad. So, <laughs> with the recent Achilles tear, um, Achilles tendon, not ACL. Okay, that makes more sense. Achilles tendon. I have to remember that. So, how drunk regardless, are you? <laughs> regardless, right regardless. Um, I think it was a little bit of a wake up call to just how much you were doing, and maybe realizing how imbalanced the dog care was between, especially having the two dogs now, right? Um, you know, when you're doing everything from feeding them in the morning to taking both of them on a walk, um, feeding both of them in the evening, like everything, right? Their whole daily the, routine. Yeah, looping has picking multiple up six, body breaks. six shits a day. Like, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. it adds up. It weighs on your soul. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what did but you like, say the other morning? It was there was like a morning that I oh god I slept in or something and you had to you were oh god yeah it was like um you had slept in one day and I was like I think I I picked up four shits and took them both on a walk before you had gotten out of bed yeah and I was like that's <laughs> you and you said that to me later in the day you were like <laughs> like I picked up four shits before seven a.m. this morning <laughs> like you were so bitter about it I was very bitter <laughs> oh anyway so. I I think that was a bit of a wake up call because this is what our eighth year having Lupin, mm-hmm. and this summer will be. I nine. think it's only dawning on me now, just like how much this makes a difference, right? And I think it's one of those things where it's always that classic: you don't know until you actually experience it, kind of thing. I mean, yes, like I and I think that division of labor is still sometimes purposeful on my part. Just like in the early days when I kind of took everything on because I I was so interested and was obsessed with Lupin and still am. Now it's like I know that I'm stay-at-home dog mom with the dog podcast. Sure. And you have meetings more so than you ever have too. So I'm always just like – and you're on like a different floor. So I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do this potty break again. Right. But like we'll put it to like the basic thing, right? Like I think it comes down to the fact that – you need to have trust. You know, you establish some boundaries like I'll take Albie on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? And if I say like, oh, I have a meeting today. Can you take him? And I throw that on you the day of. Yeah. I think I underestimated how much how much that could impact your day and your schedule because now knowing like what it is to take care of both dogs every single day, if we are consciously splitting and dividing the effort, and even if you have like 70% of the work because, you know, you're stay at home, whatever. If I give up, you know, on one, one, one week, I'm only 25% or 20% because I make last minute changes. That's a lot. It can actually add up. And I think I've underestimated the impact that can have. Oh, this is nice. This is the first yeah. I'm hearing of this, too. This is yeah. nice, babe. Um, <laughs> and I'm over here just feeling so guilty that you are doing everything Especially while I was like post surgery recover, literally could not get out of bed. To put it back to a larger point, though, that's a very nuanced example that you just gave of like me not doing anything, and and then also having two dogs and and there's so many factors and not ev- not anyone else listening may actually really fit that fit that example. So to bring it back to like the the overarching topic of relationships, I think. It could be really, really easy for resentment to build up over time 
if one person is not really pulling their weight. Yeah, I think if you went into it and didn't set the right expectations or didn't really actually follow through on that. Yes. Then, yeah, absolutely. It could definitely build up the resentment. And I think it could also the resentment could go into what I was saying earlier with the whole money thing, too, if people had different finance levels. Like if you have a dog that you are completely 50-50 splitting every workload with and let's say the dog has a medical issue and there's multiple ways to treat it and you differ with your partner on how to spend that money, you Mm. can either do the really expensive, you know, allergy testing or whatever, or you could just put them on a cheap steroid. Or imagine like, you know, I brought Lupin to the dog park one day. It was like a year ago today. And he got injured. You know, he got mm -hmm. bit by another dog. And like, I mean, I don't think you blame me at all for that situation. We have a good good trust between us. We know Lupin. Um, But imagine early on, right? Mm -hmm. If you had gone to a dog park when Lupin was still kind of his rescue mode and let him off leash and he got hurt. And then we had some big bill because of it. I think I would... I would almost yeah. blame you for it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, whereas now I think we just, yeah, that's, you know, it was just an accident. But I'm sure it would have been just back then too. But I think you you definitely come out of it with a different mindset. Because it's also earlier in the relationship too. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's earlier in the relationship, especially also if you're younger and you don't have a lot of money. I mean, if, heck, even if you're older and don't have a lot of money, like like any time, if you're on a budget and all of a sudden the dog, because of the other person's actions or maybe the other person in the relationship wants to do a certain course of action that causes a lot of money to be spent, I think resentment could build up. And I'm just thinking like maybe if there's other scenarios like, you know, one person has different goals for the dog, right, that they want them to be like leash trained really well, right? Mm. Walk by your side and um, the other person is like, oh, that's fine. You know, they're, they're doing their thing. They can go sniff the bushes um, uh, or crate training or like you know, how they behave at the house. Continuity and, training. Yeah. And if you guys are on different pages for how you want the dog to behave and how you want them to kind of be in your life, then yeah, that could be really big too, I think. Yeah. Because I've, I've talked about that before on the podcast of how I don't enjoy training our dogs and like I'm kind of fine for them to to have like a basic level of training. And Right, but imagine like one imagine, person grew up in a household that was like, this dog is regimented in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, it could have been very different. I mean, I think that actually starts to bleed into like the other stuff as far as like money, like how you spend your money or... Or the division of labor. I think those are natural things that every couple has to figure out at some point in the relationship, whether they have a dog or not. Mm-hmm. Like a division of labor just yep. in the household or like how are we going to spend our money together or are we going to spend it separately? Yeah. It might just accelerate those decisions and those yes. <laughs> and, things a little bit, right? But what you were, you were saying about training, like that's almost – I don't know. Like to me, there's some almost like morality aspect to it or like value set like Mm -hmm. what are your values because it's almost like parenting to a certain extent like how what kind of parents do we want to be but it's obviously like related to the dog and yeah so i think that's really interesting like that's another thing that i think a dog introduces to the relationship that people probably wouldn't have to figure out unless until they were maybe parents 
mm-hmm. if ever or whatever. You know, like, I don't know, because it's it's how are you treating or how do we want to have this other being in our house? Mm-hmm. And like, how do we want to mold them together? Sure. Whereas if you do didn't you have to ruin your popcorn nights or do you want the, <laughs> to train them to be good boys? I don't know. <laughs> we really should have trained them to be good dogs. <laughs> we, had a, we had a try. It's too late now. <laughs> I think. OK. So, yeah. So so I think what we've talked about so far is how having dogs has ex- in the early years could have built up resentment but you kind of stuffed it under the rug you kept silent (laughs) because it was like when you were thinking lupin was my dog but you kind of kept silent how resentment could build up if there's like a difference in how you want to handle money or division of labor or Training, training whatever it is yeah yeah and also that having a dog at any point in the relationship probably sped up some decisions as a couple that you yeah. wouldn't usually have to make. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think those are the things that we've covered so far. I think I think there's more to be said on the balance of responsibilities and like the division of labor. Because I thought it was pretty equal with me. Like what? maybe like 64. I <laughs> this know. This is some bullshit. <laughs> not, I thought it was like 60-40 probably. Because you, everyone. Like when we were in Kirkland or when we were in no, London? No, 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 here. Oh, here in Seattle. Yeah, prior to my Achilles surgery. Oh, interesting. So prior to my Achilles surgery, not ACL. I just think that I was gunning for you to do 70-30 and 80-20. You were were hoping I was doing. (laughs) That's true. Okay, but I think that's a reason why, you know, a few episodes ago, I said one of my resolutions for this year is falling back in love with being a dog mom or like falling back in love with dog mom life. I really do think. In my mind, it was like 60-40. You know, I would do, I would take over some more responsibilities on the days that you went into the office or something. Or, you know, maybe I would do some more potty breaks throughout the day, but it was just like letting them out into the backyard. But I agree that it probably is more, was like more 70-30. Because you did every morning Mm -hmm. feeding. You did a lot of dinners. Mm -hmm. You always did one of the walks for the boys. So it's like when you look at it. Usually. Usually. Yeah. But. I mean, you have to remember our vet is 40 minutes away. You'd always take them in. He's like 25 minutes away, but okay. Okay. There you go. How much did Mike know? Michael drives at 40 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So what what I'm saying, though, is I, I thought it was more even, but I agree with you now that I'm back doing everything. And it is nice that you see that it was 70, 30, because I wasn't feeling any resentment towards you. That I was doing too much with the dogs. I was feeling resentment towards the dogs. Oh, interesting. And I didn't realize that kind of until I was talking about the whole falling back in love with being a dog mom. And once I started doing everything again, and I'm still not doing everything. Like I still can't do like big walks with them and mm-hmm. and really like tire them out. I'm still, I can only do like neighborhood short walks. Yeah. And the puzzle toys inside and everything. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, because like when I've been, d- so I <laughs> yeah. should have been mad at you like, this whole time is what we've decided. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, because like yeah, um, when you've been injured, I feel like I've struggled with the relationship with both the dogs, Lupin mm-hmm. especially, just because he needs a lot more hands on. You know, mm-hmm. he needs a lot more care throughout the day, just to be let out and more water, all of those things, right? And... He has a little bit more anxiety and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it is interesting how you kind of, I don't know. 
turn that a little bit towards the dogs. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm not enjoying, like, they were very taxing on my day. But I was kind of like, this is my job. And so I think I was more resenting them rather than coming to you and saying, something's not working. Hmm. We need to figure out a better balance. Because in my mind, I thought it was, like, relatively balanced. So this is good. This is like a little relationship therapy session, babe. (laughs) Um, Throughout all of our years, though, with the dogs, have you ever felt a resentment towards me that I took more of a a control role with them? Um, So I think, um, you know, the interesting thing is the, the trend I started in us, especially since you had a job in the veterinary field. Is that when I started to, or if I went to a vet appointment or um, something, you would be vastly more knowledgeable. It would be like you and the vet are speaking in harmony together. And I'd be like, back up, (laughs) explain those five terms you just said, because I don't understand a thing. Mm -hmm. But you'd be like, no, 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 let's just keep going. Let's get this thing over with. And I feel like I'd be in la-la land. I think part of that's because like, I just wasn't keeping up. Like I actually wasn't, you know, being so aware of what Lupin was having. But also because, like, you were responsible and you were the one, and I was out of the loop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that carries through in a couple ways, right? Like, um, especially as you have become an influencer. Okay, let's, um, let's not call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more active on social media and. So, for example, I think one of the recent experiences was when you took Lupin to the vet, he had his exam, and I find out his results over Instagram before you even text me or call me or tell me anything. And, like, that was like a surgery consultation. So, I think I messaged you, like, what the hell? Why can't I find out about this over text before Instagram? And, um, yeah. yeah. That is a good point, I think, with the aspect of social media. Like, sometimes if, if you go to work during the day and then i'll post on my stories like that i you know took the dogs on some big extravaganza trip to the park or something Mm, yeah and you'll you'll text me or you'll say at the end of the day like oh yeah it looked like you had fun at the park with the boys this morning and it's like i did but then there's so much other backstory like there there's so much other details (laughs) that i'm like oh my god first they spilled their pup cups in the car and then we had to get there and i forgot his leash and then i ran out of poop bags like or whatever so it's it's interesting like the social media aspect and i agree i think sometimes when i take the lead in the dog care stuff you can be left in the dust a little bit, whether it's because of the social media or because of the vet office experience, like you said, like being at a vet office and you don't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you're unknowledgeable. It's because I'm the average dog parent and you're the expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, and so that's what and I think bringing it back to relationship, though, you've done a very good job through the years of telling me when you've been angry about that or like you know like that recent vet office you know like you you messaged me and like just, hey just like let me know mind. next kind of let you know like hey you know yeah help me out here but that's good because as you said at the beginning of this episode you didn't tell me like when yeah, we first got leaving like you mm-hmm. didn't voice that stuff so i think that's a a mix of like that you've become more confident as a dog parent over the years and then also that we've like grown in our relationship definitely 
which is good. I would hope we grow a little bit after it's 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's I debatable. do for some of that. <laughs> um, on that note, though, do you think in a relationship, if it's so if there's obviously like a couple and they get a dog together, do you think one person always needs to take the lead? Because we've kind of covered how I've done that and that it's probably been a good thing and you kind of liked it, but also it could build resentment. But also, like, I don't know, because if we decided from the beginning, if we had said, like, how do we want to train Lupin? How do we want to do this? Would we have even been able to come to a decision? Because it was probably kind of good that I took control. Not trying to, like, turn it back on being like, I was right. But I just mean, maybe it was a good thing that I was like, this is how we desensitize him. We're definitely doing crate training, blah, blah, blah. I think that at the end of the day, it's a good thing to have someone be opinionated. It's good for both to be opinionated, but at least one needs to be opinionated like yeah. on, on the way things should go so that there is some direction, right? If you're both just like ambivalent about what to do and no decisions being made, then that's no good, right? So we were in the position early in our relationship where one person was very opinionated and it moved things along, right? Normally, like, maybe I'd give a small pushback, but at the end of the day, it was your choice. Um, nowadays, I think I'm slightly more opinionated, and there's a little bit more weight to what I say, but... I think you you were very good, even in the early days, of giving pushback when you felt strongly enough about something. So, like, the me letting Lupin off leash and us having to catch him, you know, like, run around and, like, try to catch him for an hour. Afterwards, you were like... What the hell, Carly? Like, I told you this wasn't a good idea, and it wasn't. Like, we need to be more thoughtful about this. And I was like, you're right. You know, like, I was just like, he loves me. He'll come back to me. And, <laughs> like, Lupin, Lupin will, will have great recall. He's a hound that doesn't care about us at all. Like, <laughs> um, so I think I think you did have opinions on things that you felt strongly enough about. But I'm just trying to think. I agree with what you're saying of like if one person has opinions, but I'm trying to think of what if what if it was two new dog parents? All they have is maybe the experience of having dogs when they were growing up. And maybe one of them didn't even have a dog growing up. Yeah. You know, so so maybe one of them sees crate training and it's like that is barbaric. We will never do that. And then the other one is like, oh, no, no, no. We are definitely doing that. Yeah. I can just, I don't know. So that's why I'm like, is it good if one person does have the like 55% majority vote? I mean, for a health question. of a relationship. I think at the end of the day, like this is just like a, there's going to be no universal rule, right? Like, yeah, it's going to be situational and it's going to be up to like where you are in your relationship, the level of trust you have in your partner and whether you have trust to kind of let go and let the other person have that control or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's kind of what it boils down to. Um, everyone's going to be in a different spot. For some people, it just won't work. I think that level of like that the trust might not be there, and that just might turn straight into resentment and something that's not going to work. For others, it's going to be something completely workable and mm-hmm. materialize into something that's good. But like at the end of the day, it's just about you know what checks and balances there are in a way, like. Maybe someone's in control, but just check in after a month, after two months. How are things going? 
-hmm. is this really working? Is that something needing to change? Maybe we do try that great training, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. That's probably why trainers are so valuable to new dog parents. Because oh, it's, sure, it's someone right? to tell them, like, this is what you should do with your new puppy. This, These are the steps to take. Mm -hmm. And or even not even a puppy, whatever, rescue dog. Like it's someone to just give some kind of like guiding direction. Yeah. Or just to tell you that that's normal. <laughs> like, yes. Like a like behavior that what you're normal. going through is not unique and that. Yeah. OK. <laughs> <laughs> this is just par for the course, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we covered a lot. I mean, obviously, a lot of it was specific to our relationship. Do you have any any last like any last relationship advice? Dog, mm. parenting slash relationship related topics. Keep the dog off the bed. You'll sleep better. <laughs> <laughs> it's just working backwards from happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> wife needs to sleep. Dog interrupts the sleep. Keep the dog off the bed. <laughs> Get a comfy clear. bed in your bedroom. Put it in the corner. Dog sleeps there. You're good. <laughs> to be clear. We don't actually keep the dog. Michael, no. do as he says, not as he does. Yes. Because you do not. I'm a sucker for the dogs coming up on the bed because I've trained them to go on Carly's side. But. Yeah. He somehow, somehow, I don't know if you like kick them enough in your sleep or something. And then Albie is like up near my head. God, he, he's the worst. He's the worst. He is the worst. He's the best dog we'll ever have, but he's got, he's got little, some quirks. He's got those little quirks that are just enough. <laughs> Poor Albie has like two bad things that he does, and Lupin has like twenty, and we're like, Albie's mm -hmm. the worst. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a question though. You know, I was earlier when I was hypothesizing, like, what would our relationship have looked at like if we hadn't gotten a dog? Do you think we'd have anything left to talk about? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> if not for the dog. I wonder, you know, like, I wonder, like, how many things we would be trying differently, you know? Like, yeah, would we have tried, like, skydiving or some something radical just to, like, <laughs> add some thrill break the into norm, you know? No, like, I just. Or would we have kids right now? Oh, God. <laughs> there's, there's your other relationship tip. Get a dog, not kids, <laughs> if you want something to bond with. I, okay, I think at, at this point in our lives. Between working from home, things like that, we have very little other things to talk about outside of the dogs. Or not talk about, but just, I don't know, that like sparks joy during our day. You know, like even while we're just like sitting eat, eating dinner, we'll look over and the dogs will be like laying in front of the fire and we'll be like, they're so cute. And yeah. or just like, oh, my God, I forgot to tell you that silly thing Lupin did earlier mm -hmm. or some, you know, it just. Totally. It's. I think they're they're such a large part of our life, and they really do become like a talking point that that brings joy. And I think the thing that that we really haven't touched on is that as as dog parents, the fulfillment and the the joy that comes with seeing them grow and. Yeah. No, that's a good point. We've talked about what would our relationship look like without them, but what it looks like with them is that really they have added. So much like the trips that we did go on with Lupin and the places that we explored, not just the neighborhoods, you know, walk walks and stuff and parks, but also just like around London and the people we've met too, mm -hmm. going down this this path. I mean, 
Oh, gosh. You know, just I think we like we know more of our neighbors because like because our dogs will stop and sniff at the fence and, and we'll say hi. Oh, absolutely. And, Especially and in London like, walking through the parks. It was. Oh, yeah. You all. Five times of, at least. The amount of celebrities we met because <laughs> Lupin, because they wanted to stop yep. and pet Lupin. Yeah. So I think I think it has added a lot to our relationship as much as it's added some hardships. But I think what's really funny is also us, just how we are together. We're very like dark comedy people. A little bit. People. A little bit. And so, so we're always just like, ugh, Lupin's ruining my life or you take the dogs out. No, you do it or whatever. Like we're... And so, it's almost like we bond over our shared misery mm, yes. of the dogs, even mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds so bad. I know this is a dog podcast, and I'm like, w- I promise we do love them. Oh yeah, but I think us we're just the type of people that just like kind of have that like dark sense of humor about it, and we're just <laughs> <laughs> we just bond over like, oh my god, like Lupin is stinking us out of the like. <laughs> like over here hot boxing and Lupin farts in this studio <laughs> when we started <laughs> we were just like looking at each other like what <laughs> like <I know. laughs> so I don't know we bond over the frustration of them as much as we bond over the enjoyment of them and I think that is really the pivotal part of the relationship definitely I think that's, that's like a good that's an absolute good summary All right. So we talked a lot about getting a dogs, you know, at a young age, but what they've added to our relationship, what they've maybe potentially taken away or limited us. We've talked about division of labor with them, potential resentment builds up that that can be caused by having a dog. We talked about Michael's frustration of not being able to eat his popcorn in peace. Yeah, I think I think this was a good episode, babe. Number four or five, vote in the comments. Michael. <laughs> we can just go and Google. This is, okay, this is what We're not going to fucking Google it. It won't even show up. Not Google. No, like, they could just look back through episodes. Yeah, I don't know how you don't know. I have almost 150 episodes. Shit. I know. You're a very small percentage of that, so don't, hey. don't get too hey. excited. Hey. <laughs> Besides Ashley and Charlotte, I'm like number one uh, repeat guest. I don't know. I think I've had Amber a car on like four times. I have competition. Ashley and Charlotte are your competition. Yeah. I think I got them more of a Valentine's Day gift than I got for you this year, too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We should probably get to the dogs because they're just. Probably. They're outside the door. Lupin is sitting outside the door. His little paw sticks out every once in a while under the door Mm. just to let us know that Mm. he's still there. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode with Dog Dad. Dog Zad. Have you you warmed up to that nickname at all yet? No, it's weird. I'm like, I feel like I've prematurely entered my 70s and like, and get off my lawn with all these like No, Zaddy is like hot. Yeah, I don't care. It's like, it was not a phrase, and now it is, and I'm like the old person that can't handle the new trends. Well, you are that. I know. Um, <laughs> do you want them to follow you? Do you want to no. plug anything? Everything's private. Get off my lawn. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Follow at With a Dog Podcast on Instagram. Carly with a dog on TikTok. Carly with a dog on Instagram is my personal account. 
and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Cheers. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.